From the brains behind Teal the Show, this is Teal the Podcast, your source for Jaguars news and analysis with NFL insider Mark Brunel and your host, Cole Pepper. Hello and welcome into Teal the Podcast. We are into the month of July and it's time to take a look at the Jaguars position group by position group. We're going to be doing that here, uh, all the offensive and defensive position groups, and we're going to start with the offense. So, Mark, we might as well start right at the top. At the most important position, Cole. You would say, and that is, of course, the quarterback position. Uh, and this has been an overhauled position this offseason for the Jaguars. I don't know if we've talked much about Nick Foles. Maybe once or twice. Once or twice. Uh, what have you seen so far? What do you think so far of what Foles has done since arrival? I'm excited about the OTAs and what he did uh, um, in those practices. Uh, Nick Foles is a quarterback that, that does three things very well. Uh, he has very good timing. Uh, he's very accurate, and his decision-making is uh, just spot-on. Uh, that's what we saw in the OTAs. That's what we saw in the minicamp. This is an upgrade at the position. Uh, Nick Foles, while he's not an elite quarterback, he has had some very elite moments. And he's, like most quarterbacks, he needs a very good supporting cast around him. That remains to be seen. But I like the fact that Nick Foles is our quarterback. Going into this season, with him being at the helm, I feel much better about uh, where we were a year ago. Talk about an overhaul of the position. The only guy remaining from last year's quarterback room is Tanner Lee. Coming into his second year, didn't get any kind of a, a sniff of action last year. Also have Alex Magoo, who was brought in. And the Jaguars spent a draft pick on a guy I know you really liked at the Combine in Gardner Minshew. I do like Gardner. And my concern at the uh, backup position is that there's very little experience, to your point. Um, if something should happen to Nick Foles, uh, week four, week eight, uh, you know, where it's an injury that could last a week or two. What do we do there? I'm a firm believer that you have to have some veteran experience at the backup position. We do not have that right now. So Nick Foles has to stay healthy. And all these moves that we've made and the strength of our defense and the new additions, all that is for naught unless you have a guy that if Nick Foles gets hurt can go in there. He doesn't have to go win a game, but he just can't lose games for you. No experience at the backup position, and that is a big concern coming into the season. Usually, when you're a veteran quarterback, you want to have either the old guy as the backup who's you know, beyond the, his prime right. or the young guy who's learning. You kind of had both at one time or another in your career. Did you utilize backup quarterbacks or lean on them differently based on who you had? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, and listen, the, the backup quarterback, when you're the starter, that's your, that, that's your guy. That's your confidant. That's your go-to guy that you trust to. Uh, see you through a bad practice or a bad game and kind of talk you down off the ledge many times. And, and uh, So I was very fortunate in my career to have very good backups that were a very good sounding board, and that's what you wanted. And the, the older the guy, the kind of the better he is at really understanding the position, what needs to be said, what needs to uh, not be said. So uh, Nick Foles does not have that luxury of having a veteran guy back there for support Listen, they're going to cheer him on. They're going to do great. But Nick Foles has seen enough football to the point where uh, he knows uh, how to manage a game and he can handle his emotions and, and his mental toughness is right there. So, um, listen, we'd love to have some better experience. We don't, but we've got a good quarterback at the starter position. All right, we're going to take a look at the running back position as we continue our position group by position group look here over the next uh, week plus. Uh, Mark, this is a position that probably has as many question marks as any on the Jaguars roster. And there are some groups with some question marks, but Leonard Fournette, what are you going to get out of him? Gone are guys like Corey Grant and mm -hmm. T.J. Yeldon. Th there's been some change here. Now, you look at the depth chart for the Jaguars, Alfred Blue, Thomas Rawls, Benny Cunningham, Rockwell Armstead, 
these guys are all new in that room. It's just Fournette, basically, who's back. Yeah, I do like the fact that although there are some new guys on the roster, there are some guys with some experience that have been around for a while. Um, but the big question, uh, to your point, as far as the running backs, wh what Leonard Fournette uh, are we going to be watching this year? In year one, his rookie year, he burst onto the scene and had a very solid, productive season. Last year, not so much. I know he was hurt in week one, and that was somewhat of a setback. Uh, so, but there are some concerns on the field. There are some concerns off the field with Leonard Fournette. So we know that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to run the football. They want to establish the line of scrimmage and, and be physical up front and pound the ball. That's Tom Coughlin. That's Doug Marone. Uh, I believe that Leonard Fournette can be that, and I believe it because we've seen it before, Cole. But which guy's going to show up? That's the question mark. Uh, I do like the supporting cast. Like I said, there's some veteran uh, guys in there. Um, so, so we shall see, but that's the big question. Leonard Fournette, which one are we going to see? You look at the other guys. Alfred Blue, Thomas Rawls, Benny Cunningham, Rockwell Armstead. Guys going to have to fill roles? Or the, I mean, past Fournette, you don't have anybody who's really proven. Blue's had a couple of, of good stretches uh, right. as a backer for the Texans, but you don't have a lot there in terms of resume. Well, you don't. You've got some, you do have some experience. Um, no real accolades, but you've got some time on task at least. And the thing that we do know is that Leonard Fournette, he's not going to carry the ball 30 times a game. So one of these guys, maybe two, have to emerge, uh, much like T.J. Yeldon did last year for us, where it wasn't always pretty, it wasn't always efficient or great, but you could trust him to a degree. One of these guys is going to have to be that guy in our running game because you can't just go with one. Uh, I'm going to miss Corey Grant, that speed factor, uh, but hopefully uh, one of these, these guys that are new to this football team will emerge and, and be a very good complement to Leonard Fournette. It's going to be very interesting. Of course, the Jaguars under Doug Marone have been a run-the-ball-first kind of offense. If Fournette can get back to the way he was in 2017, great, Mark. But if not, you may see more of uh, the ball put in Nick Foles' hands rather than the running game. We'll see how it all plays out. Yes. All right, we're going to take a look at a position that has really been underutilized or has underperformed for the Jaguars traditionally, at least as far as the passing game is concerned. That is the tight end position. Mark, we know that Nick Foles really likes to utilize the tight ends. The Jaguars went out and drafted a tight end. They signed uh, a veteran tight end in Jeff Swaim. They brought back Ben Koyak and James O'Shaughnessy. Josh Oliver, though, probably the most intriguing out of this group. Very intriguing. Watching him in the OTAs uh, last month, uh, I was impressed. Now, you did see some of those rookie mistakes, a, a few drop balls here and there. You're going to see that out of a rookie uh, pass-catching tight end. Uh, but he did a good job blocking. Uh, he did a good job running his routes. He made some big plays. There was enough to get excited about. I'm thrilled about seeing how this player develops throughout the year. You know, once he gets acclimated and he kind of figures out the speed and the pace of an NFL game, I think he could be a go-to guy for Nick Foles. Uh, some familiar faces behind him. Uh, obviously, guys that have been around here, Koyak and O'Shaughnessy. Um, but, uh, but we'll see. It, it's it's, it's a position that has some experience, but kind of like those backup running backs. It's just they haven't really accomplished a whole lot. But you need more than one. You're going to need more than Josh Oliver. Uh, but I'm hoping this kid really emerges and does a good job. That is a bright spot in this offense. A guy that bursts onto the scene his rookie year. You played with guys like Pete Mitchell and Kyle Brady. Uh, you have utilized quarter as a quarterback a lot of tight ends. How much of a safety blanket? How, 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 many, how important is it to have a guy 
playing that position who you can rely on. Well, it's good to have a position where where it's a position that's often overlooked by a defense, unless you got like a Tony Gonzalez or a Rob Gronkowski. But it's a guy, if you have a guy that can, that can block, uh, who is physical on the line of scrimmage, a guy that can catch the ball, that it's not just one-dimensional. We, we haven't had a... Uh, all of our tight ends really up to this point, or the majority of them, have been one-dimensional guys. They either block or they can catch. This Josh Oliver might be a guy that could be both. And if he is, he's great to, to uh, as far as in the passing game and the running game because defenses, like I said, they often overlook him. They kind of ignore him and focus on the receivers and the running game. If you have a good tight end, like we've had in the past, Kyle Brady, Pete Mitchell, uh, guys that you mentioned, uh, it really... Uh, can add a strong element to your passing game. And, uh, and that is big for a quarterback, especially a quarterback that is kind of new to a team and kind of figuring everybody out. So I'm hoping Josh Oliver is that guy. No fullback on the roster, so you may see two tight ends in a lot of situations for the Jaguars this year under the new offense being put in by John D. Filippo. All right, we're going to take a look at the offensive line now. And, Mark, you know I'm all about the big guys. If you don't get it done up front, you're not going to get it done. And... This might be the biggest boom or bust group for the Jaguars this year. Cole, I'm all about the big guys, too. Listen, a quarterback <laughs> has to have the big guys up front uh, to get his job done. Now, I think we have the big guys, Cole. It's whether or not the big guys will stay healthy, and that was the problem last year. Too many guys got hurt. Too many guys in key positions uh, just simply were on the field, and that put a lot of pressure on last year's quarterback, Blake Bortles. So uh, I feel solid about this group. I think they have some depth. Um, but they've got to stay on the field. I mean, we've got one of the best centers in the game, Brandon Linder, in my opinion. Really hurt last year when he got hurt. Uh, Andrew Norwell, who got beat up last year, didn't have a great year. Uh, hopefully he rebounds from that and, and gets, uh, gets on the field. Um, but uh, injuries hurt us. Cam Robinson, of course. There's some new faces. So this is a big, this is a, an important position group, the most important position group outside the quarterback for the Jaguars on both sides of the ball. They have to stay healthy. If they do, we could do some things. All right, let's talk a little bit about the tackle positions in particular here because there are some questions. If Cam Robinson is healthy and ready to go, he's your guy, but yes. you have to wonder, coming off an ACL, when is he going to be able to go full speed? And no one will know that until we get into the season. Uh, l listen, Cam Robinson, a hardworking kid. He's got, a, he's got, he's got heart. Um, he'll, he'll work, he'll put the time in, he'll do whatever he can to be the professional that the Jaguars want him to be. Uh, but those ACLs, you just never know. I mean, he'll go out there and compete, and I think he could be very good. Uh, so that remains to be seen. So uh, anytime you come off an a ACL, even for a big guy like that, that it's not going to have to move a bunch, there are question marks. But if he can stay healthy, again, I think Cam Robinson will be just fine. By the way, Josh Wells, the backup there, they brought Wells back after letting him Go in a free agency, brought him back afterwards. Right tackle now, they went out and did something in the draft, drafting Jawan Taylor, the former Florida Gator. They used the draft pick on Will Richardson last year. Uh, you figure one of those two guys is going to wind up starting at right tackle. Do you have a feeling where they're going there? I think they're going to go with the, with the kid out of Florida, Jawan. Um, big frame, again, another physical guy, athletic for his size, strong. Um, and uh, listen, there's a reason they, they, they picked him when he did. I expect him to start. Um, listen, he's a young guy. He's going to have to learn the ropes. He's going to be challenged unlike he's ever been challenged before. Uh, in the NFL, they've got some pass rushers on the other side of the ball that can really test you. I think he's a player that will only get better and better with time. Um, will, he, will he be the starter on opening day? Hard to say. It all depends on how he is in camp. We've had these OTAs and these mini camps. Um, really doesn't matter a whole lot until you get the pads on. 
That is when these tackles will be tested. That's when we're going to know if Cam's ready. That's when we're going to know uh, if Taylor's going to be ready for the season. All right, let's take a closer look at the wide receivers. I think this is a group that is the most competitive group, and I said that last year. This is the, Basically what it means is there's no clear-cut number one here between Keelan Cole, Marquise Lee, D.D. Westbrook, D.J. Chark, and Chris Conley. If I was going to have to pick who the guy was going to be the number one guy, I, right now Conley maybe is the guy, but... Boy, I just don't know when the season begins who's going to be that top wide receiver. I think it will be Conley based on his experience and based on his time on task with, with the quarterback. Nick Foles has been together before, and so they have a rapport. They've worked together. That goes a long way with a quarterback and a receiver coming together on a new team together. If I had to go with the top two, I would say it's D.D. Westbrook and it's Chris Conley. Um, I think Marquise Lee, as the season progresses, when he gets more healthy and that knee comes back, uh, I think he'll he'll get in the mix. There's a lot of young players in there, DJ Char, Keelan Cole, that could go either way. Uh, I use the, uh, the word uh, emerge. We need a young player, a young receiver to emerge and step into that role. And who knows if there's if one of those guys can really step out and be a playmaker. We've seen these young players make plays before. Uh, we've seen Keelan Cole make some plays. We've seen DJ Chark make some plays. So hopefully through training camp and as the season progresses, that group becomes a real trusted, solid group, but a lot of question marks right now. All right, the other guy you have to bring up in this conversation is Terrell Pryor. I this don't know what to right. make of this. He's the only guy on this roster who's had a 1,000-yard receiving season in the NFL, but you really don't know how he's going to fit in here. He's got some experience with Filippo in the past, but, hey, what, what's going to happen here? <laughs> Cole, I have no idea. When I think of Terrell Pryor, I still think about a quarterback, mm -hmm. but he's made the transition. He has done well. Sure-handed guy that could run some routes, a big target for Nick Foles. Uh, he's a quarter, former quarterback, so he has to be smart, right? He's got to be absolutely brilliant. He's going to know the offense really quick. Uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe Terrell's the, 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 um, the guy that, that steps in and makes all the difference in the world for this position group. Uh, we shall see. There's a lot of talent there. There's a lot of inexperience, but there's guys that could step up. But to have, a, have guys like Conley and Pryor that have had some experience – uh, it could really help those younger guys. So kind of a wait and see. I, I, I think they'll stay healthy. Um, receivers typically do. It's the big guys that get beat up often around this place. But uh, we need some of those guys to really step up for Nick Foles. Well, you saw D.D. Westbrook emerge last year. That was big for the Jaguars to have a guy like D.D. show that he can take it to the next level. But you're right. Guys like Chark and Keelan Cole, these are retribution seasons for those guys. They've really got to turn the corner and show that they can play in the National Football League. Mark, thanks a lot. Thank you. And that will do it for our look at the offensive side of the football. Next week, we'll take a closer look at the defense position group by position group. We'll hope to join us then. A reminder, you can find Teal the Podcast on Apple Podcast, on Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. And as always, you can find Teal the Podcast under the Sports tab on NewsForJacks.com. If you have other friends who are Jaguars fans, please feel free to share Teal the Podcast with them. We'll be going throughout the offseason and then when the season begins twice a week with our coverage with Mark Brunell and myself. Thanks so much for joining us here on Teal the Podcast. We'll talk to you next time.